Welcome to Competency Number Five, a bi-weekly podcast on maintaining calm and presence when coaching, leading, and living our lives. I'm your host, DG McCullough. In each episode, we interview those finding joy and clarity through being present. We also document my attempts as a communications coach to certify with the International Coaching Federation as a Master Certified Coach, an excellent and very strict training for maintaining presence. So step away from your work and join us for a bit on competency number five. Well, I used to be in a marching band, out of school, I made a new plan. Season two, episode two. Reaching for mastery and coaching reminds me it's all about presence. I remember feeling in awe when I first met master certified coaches. The Madison University Professional Coaching Certificate Program had invited master certified coaches, that's MCC coaches, to speak to me and my cohort, a group of around 40 coaches in training. Quick research told me only 4% of coaches globally who certify with the International Coaching Federation, the world's largest non-profit for coaches, makes it to this esteemed level. And here, I was learning from the best of the best. My first question, and it's one I've aired multiple times on this podcast, why so few? I heard the same from every MCC coach I met on this day and thereafter. The process sucks. It's expensive and demoralizing too. When my then head instructor, Charity Gent, entered that elite group as an MCC coach a few months after this event, we cheered and cried with her, given the monumental achievement. She also confirmed the process sucked because over and over, you hear, you're no good. I still felt inspired, all the same, to take my moonshot from that day and certify all the way at the top. MCC Coach replaced my want for business rhetoric or a storytelling PhD. I'd fallen in love with my craft, and I wanted to take my training as far as I possibly could. Now I've met the required coaching hours, the required training hours, and started training with my MCC mentor coach, I'm confirming that the process is long, quite long, and quite tricky. The biggest challenge for me, the oral exam. Your mentor coach, with whom you must have 10 sessions, must review recordings of you coaching of course, with the consent of your coachee, and with that, provide feedback, both written and oral, on how well or not so well you met the markers of MCC. You must then submit to the ICF an oral recording for a $750 fee. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's that much. And how they review you determines whether you certify as an MCC coach. See the pressure here, dear readers and listeners? The stakes are high, but the potential, huge. I've reported already on me reaching my milestones and my hours and training. I've more than doubled the required individual coaching hours required, 
and I've well exceeded the required training hours too. In this week's musings, I'm sharing what I've learned from completing two of the 10 mentor sessions with my MCC mentor coach and how that insight changes how I feel, how I think, and how I coach, all through the lens of maintaining presence. Lesson one, know that MCC level coaching can resemble a creative, even a relaxed conversation. Perhaps my favorite aha and relief came from hearing that my first concerns and tangled mess of nerves became completely unfounded. I worried that my ADHD mind and my creativity, my love for freedom, and just my want to kind of break the rules obstructed me and my ability to follow the ICF's very stringent rules, and especially at this level. The fear behind the fear? My busy mind obstructs my ambitions and mastery, not my proficiency. I worried equally that my attempts to do so would erode my presence. How can we stay present with our beloved coachee who comes to us with their musings and wonderings if we're caged in our own mind? Obsessing about the rules and fearing our evaluators disqualified us for deviating, even a smidgen, becomes the very opposite of presence. Competency number five, comma, maintaining presence, comma, no? Hint, the answer's yes. My MCC coach first wondered about imposter syndrome when I aired all of this, but through coaching we realized it's more so excitement, readiness, and then the earlier mentioned fear that can make me feel mechanical and stilted versus free flow and grounded. I've some scars to reflect upon before I can let them go. I failed studying law in my youth. This was back in my early 20s at Canterbury University in Christchurch, New Zealand, because of my inability to test in an exam environment and because, I later realized, I had undiagnosed ADHD. Later on, I failed the Japanese proficiency test level two over and over, despite having the required knowledge of 1,000 kanji, both written and oral, as my evaluators found over the year prior to the annual exam, meaning I knew them just fine during the year, but when I sat that proficiency test at the end of the year, I bombed it. On test day, I could not recreate, and this led me to abandoning an earlier career dream of becoming a Japanese to English translator. My worry, does this MCC moonshot become another digit effort of me pursuing my dreams? And if so, what is my gift and what is my opportunity? A gift and opportunity certainly does exist. What my MCC coach has helped me see is that we can be ourselves within the ICF's rules. In fact, True mastery of coaching comes when we're fully oblivious to anything except the presence with our coachee. One metaphor to help me, a chicken could walk in the room and I would not notice. No one way exists to get there, but the feeling will become clear to you, your coachee, and your evaluators 
my MCC coach has reassured me, having passed this exam herself. And I do have these moments daily now as I coach, even within each session. The key becomes keeping those tactics and strategies alive, whatever it is that helps me feel that presence, alive in a recorded session, I then submit to my evaluators. That's the big one. The rest of these lessons are kind of peripheral, starting with lesson two. Slow down in the opening to avoid sounding rote. One area where I've stayed PCC, the rung beneath MCC, is my opening. I met the markers by asking for consent and asking my coachee to celebrate her successes and settle in on her topic, but only at that professional certified coach level where I'm currently certified. The tone in which I asked my questions conveyed I was rushed and not fully present. That was the feedback I received, and it feels true and valid. It did then and it does now as I repeat it. For a variety of reasons I won't bore you with, I had felt jostled prior to this call, including my sons being off from school that day. It was a snow day. We had football later for my older son, and then I had had a call just prior to the one I recorded. My lesson, ensure you have more space for your recording and always anchor and get grounded before every coaching call, no matter what a rule and lesson that can really serve us well as presenters too. Even five minutes of mindfulness makes that difference. Lesson three, place emphasis on keywords to show you've grounded. The way we ask questions also signals a more MCC versus PCC or ACC, that's Associate Certified Coach, approach. How are you or how are you versus how are you signals that slight difference. What would you most want coaching on today versus what do you most want coaching on today? The nuanced difference signals presence to you, your coachee and to your evaluators because you're slowing things down. I know from coaching often sometimes briskly throughout my day with multiple sessions within it, a ripple effect occurs. And I've seen this over and over. Hearing this from my coach, I felt assured again to embody this in every call, whether it's one that I ask others to evaluate or just one that fully serves my coachee. Lesson four, separate coaching from mentoring and consulting. Stay pure to the craft. At the MCC level, as our evaluators evaluate us, every moment must count, and every moment must embody the seven core competencies of the ICF. If a coachee wants to learn from you and your business, your life perhaps, to help build their own in different exciting ways, that's not the right topic to have others evaluate you on. My MCC coach separates her client bookings from consultations where coaches can ask her questions for the entire session if they want. From mentoring, certifying coaches, to coaching. Keep this practice up for full mastery and to build presence in you and your coachee. 
pouring in information and insights feels very different to being curious. Lesson five, and here's my final one for this episode. Know that the evaluators are reasonable. I worried from my first submitted recording that I'd missed something vital at the end. My client had shared in our last two minutes that she feared losing her job. When the basis of our session was helping her feel less cluttered, more grounded, learning to say yes to less for more wispy and whimsical moments with herself and her children. I questioned if I'd better resemble MCC level had I dug deeper to determine the why in the first place. My MCC coach reassured me I had shown curiosity and my coachee aired many causes for her struggles because I asked after them. If any additional cause surfaces at the end, it's unlikely an evaluator will find fault with the coach when not hearing this cause any earlier. This was a relief. And as I close this week's musing, I'm not surprised to hear that my first session I recorded and submitted would not have passed me at the MCC level, in part because of the earlier mentioned struggles of feeling rushed, and then those opening questions, especially in those opening questions. I feel empowered and delighted to know that the root cause for my nervousness ties to old scars. These are very healable and very inviting for me to make peace with. I feel hugely excited to know that I can stay me and be a master certified coach and that I can be creative. Creativity is one of my number one qualities. I'd never want to lose that, no matter what the situation, no matter what the profession. I hope my insights spark learning, creativity, and awareness in you, especially now as we enter Year of the Wood Dragon, a Chinese year focusing on our fulfillment. Do follow our conversation on mental blockers as we reach for higher credentials and mastery in our skills. I'll share this podcast and the Medium article from which I've read today on LinkedIn, and I do hope to see you there. Bye-bye for now. From the U.S. state of Wisconsin, you've been listening to Competency Number 5. Want to learn more about communications and coaching? See my show notes for my LinkedIn profile, website, and my Medium channel. There you'll gain more tips and techniques on effective communications, including the coach approach to leading and communicating. Thank you to my producer, Dota Nayini, for the elegant edits that you hear in each episode, and to the indie rock band from Seattle, Wiretree, for my podcast music. You're listening to Marching Band. You can follow Competency Number 5 wherever you get your podcasts. Do forward this episode to those you care for and love. Speak with you next episode, and bye-bye for now. Used to be-